Today, we're chatting with Kat Stancic about taking your marketing to a way higher level almost overnight through just one key shift in your approach to conversations with your prospects. You definitely don't want to miss this one, so don't you change that dial or drop that phone. We're about to level it up and shatter the mold. Question. In a world where groupthink is the norm, others want what you've earned, and thinking for yourself will get a target painted on your back, how do you flip the script and level up your business, your money, relationships, your health, your status, and your life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Shattered a Mold. Andrew S. Kaplan coming at you today with a really, really awesome guest. We are going to blow the top off today. But before we get there, quick update on the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. Huge thank you to everyone who continues to bring in really awesome feedback. All the five-star reviews, all the positive emails, all the word of mouth telling your friends about this. I really, really appreciate that. And we've got a new level now to announce here. The book has now been featured most recently in USA Today in an article titled 20 Reading Suggestions for a New and Improved You in 2021. And a Forbes article titled 21 Books to Read in 2021. And I could not be more proud and more excited about having the book featured in these publications and really just getting out there more to the masses. And again, thank you more than that to the people who continue to just report wonderful benefits and wonderful results by using the methods in that book. I really do appreciate you. More than words can say. With that said, let's dive straight in. I'm going to switch up mics right now. We're going to talk to Kat, and you're in for something really special today. So let's get to it. All right, guys. I am super pumped for today's guest. Kat Stancic is known as the lead boss, and she can show you how to add another $100,000 to your revenue in the next 90 days, working only an hour each day while you're getting there. She's the founder of Action Incubator, author of the best-selling Seven Principles for a More Productive and Fulfilling Life, and creator of the aptly titled Lead Boss System. When it comes to generating revenue without wasting time, Kat simply doesn't mess around, and that's why entrepreneur coaches, consultants, and service providers turn to her when they're ready to finally say no to time-consuming, overly automated bro marketing, shake you down gimmicks that often only make people feel hollow in their business. So instead, through Kat, it's all about having a simple and strategic approach that saves them time and uses their unique voice, passion, and expertise to turn their efforts into a consistent, predictable, organic lead generating machine, regardless of what platform that they're using so that they can hit their big revenue goals, increase their impact, and have more time to spend with their loved ones. And... That's not all hype. That's actually who Kat is. So I am really, really pumped to get in this conversation with her. So without any further ado, Kat Stancic, thank you so much for being here and welcome to Shatter the Mold. Thank you so much. And well done on like probably a single take intro there. So, you know, a little little applause, guys. Full disclosure, (laughs) I gave you fair warning that if I screwed that up, I would just clean up and post. But that was a one take, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, just look at the pro. (laughs) So you'll notice, um, you know, the the one time I had almost like um, a humorous reactions because like you mentioned bro marketing, which I've mm. heard a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I think it's perfect opportunity to, you know, we hear that and we kind of get it, but I want to hear it straight from the source. Like in your words, what is bro marketing and why is it so harmful to the way someone might be do, doing business? Well, bro marketing in and of itself, like, like you said, like you say it and people kind of smile and they're like, yeah. And it tends to be exactly that it's, I can't really have the words, but I know the feeling. So it's one of those things of, I know what it feels like when it happens, but I can't necessarily explain what it is that they're doing. And so here's what they're doing. (laughs) Basically what they're doing is they're doing what I call a bro lobotomy. So they're trying to disconnect you and they as means it's people and it and it's bro because it's masculine energy. They are actually female bro marketers. Some call them pink, pink predators, if you will. Um, so yeah, super aggressive. I think we talked about that last time. Um, so basically what it is, is it's this energetic way, if you will. And by what I mean by energy is it's the words, it's the feelings, it's the emotions, it's the hype that basically make you to, that force you and what feels like forcing you to make a fast decision. 
So don't pay attention to the things that you see like in your gut or like, mm, is that really right? Like, can someone, every single person in the program absolutely make a million dollars in 24 hours? I'm not too sure, but you need to buy now because if you don't buy now, then you're a moron, right? Mm-hmm. Like those kind of strategies. So it's the fear of missing out. It's the scarcity. It's the, um, you know, uh, the, the, yes, it's just, it's so gross. Like I don't even have the word. <laughs> yeah. Well, you so, know, I, as I hear you describe this, like me, my brain automatically goes to, okay, here's what's happening. What can come of this that's wrong? And the first thing I think of is buyer's remorse. I think of people mm. that they're going to make that decision. They're going to make that buy. And you don't want that in the sense that like me, I'm getting really uh, overly analytical about this whole thing, but you're going to get a bunch of chargebacks and then you're going to have a bad reputation with whatever payment provider you're doing. And then you got to hop over to them, get more bad feedback and keep hopping. And it's basically you put you're putting your customers on their heels but you're actually putting yourself on your heels as well and it's not as sustainable it's not going to lead to positive word of mouth in other words on the surface it might seem like wow this is working but what really is going to happen is you're making things so much harder for yourself and long-term sustainability it's not going to work out so much yes i love that you hit on that because i mean and, and let me say that it's not wrong to use scarcity and to use you know um Uh, exclusivity in terms of what you're doing. It is the actual actions that follow that. So I can say, hey, this is the last time, let's say it's October. And I did this with my lead boss system. This is the last time this year, right? Last year was 2020 that you can get access to the system. And then what happened? No one could get access to that system after I closed the card on it. What a bro marketer will do is say, this is the last time you can get access to the system. I don't know when I'll offer it again. And then two weeks later, you see it open again in their marketing, Got it. right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's things like that, where there's the intent is never the thing that they communicate. So that's that fake scarcity there. You can create scarcity. You can say my group is limited to 10, but when you have a hundred people in it, right. And you have to, you go in behind the door and you're just like, Whoa, what's going on? Like, it's these kind of like gimmicky, you know, I'm going to fake this thing. And, you know, again, and the, the, one of the most obvious ones is if you see a Lambo in the background, you got a bro marketer. If you see a stripper <laughs> holding a cigarette, a cigar for you, you got a bro marketer, right? right? So these are people who are taking green screen images of themselves and then superimposing them on stock photos of, um, you know, private planes and things like that. So it's this laptop lifestyle that they're trying to project without actually ever doing the work. Um, so yeah, but what you were saying in terms of this short-term game versus long-term game, it's also something that I see a lot of entrepreneurs making the mistake of in their business of -hmm. looking at constantly, how do I make this money? How do I get this going real fast? You know, kind of like, you know, hashtag hustle and not understanding that if you actually take care of the long-term game, your short-term game is always going to take care of itself. Yeah. Now this is important because I mean, I'm going to try to give some of these people the benefit of the doubt. They're learning this, they're desperate. Who knows? They're trying to make their business work. This might be their fourth business after three failed ones. They're on their heels. But what you have is you have a system here. It's like, well, listen, can you hold out for 90 days? Mm. Because, and I think anyone, anyone could take a loan out for 90 days and do something. And I'm curious now that we know we've established that you're not going in that direction what are some key elements? And I don't want to give away your secret sauce or special sauce um, in a negative <laughs> way, but whatever you feel is, um, is healthy to share and what people might be able to benefit from, what are some of the things that you do that there's so much impact in such a short period of time? Well, you know, so at the end of the day, pretty much anybody who's out there selling something on the internet, you can Google it. You can Google the how-to. You can Google how to generate leads. You can Google how to close sales. You, all of this is Googleable, Right. The thing is, is how are you, how do you show up consistently? So there is a skill set, but there's also another level, which is mindset. How are you able to get to constantly be able to offer people to the opportunity to invite? Are you afraid to sell? Are you afraid to generate leads? Are you afraid to be visible? You can't, you know, Google that, right? That's a skill set that you learn over time. And how do you learn it? You practice it. Like, sorry, that's just the truth of the matter. Um, Michael Jordan didn't come out of his mama's womb being able to throw, you know, three throws. Yes, he might have had an innate ability that he was born with, but unless he nurtured it, he was never going to be able to achieve his dreams. And he had to push past the things that he encountered. He encountered so many difficulties, but he had to consistently connect to his desire and his absolute knowledge, right? He knew that he had this potential that he could achieve and nothing was going to stand in his way, but he didn't do it by himself. And it's so interesting why, you know, especially in American societies, you know, that there's this 
perception that if you need help or that if you don't do it by yourself, then you're a loser. Sorry. Like look at anybody who's successful and they have a team around them. Right. Mm. So like, you know, what does it take to be in 90 days? It's community. It's support. It's a simple and strategic process that you can repeat over and over again. It's not about learning all these new things. It's about doing the thing that every single business, whether they're below six figures, six figures, seven figures, or eight figures and above are doing. And it's mastering the art of the conversation. Mm, Okay. So what I'm I'm hearing from you here, and actually on the talent, I heard an extra thing. Well, one, I heard that you were strategically installing momentum through how Mm -hmm. you show up and who you surround yourself with. But also, in addition, sounds like you're uh, really developing that ability to connect with somebody one-on-one mm-hmm. so that in that conversation, you stand head and shoulders above everything else that they've encountered. Yep. And that in and of itself will be a huge influencing force in their decision to go with you because I think people almost forget because they're on their heels and they're so desperate. When someone's having that conversation with you to begin with, they are interested in buying. They do want a solution. The only question is, do they trust you to be the one to provide it for them? And if you're showing up from a place of authenticity and integrity, not only are you going to deliver that for them and create sustainable results and get word of mouth, but that's going to come through in everything you say, everything you do, the cadence of your voice, your eye contact, your body language, Hmm. things that you can't uh, consciously manipulate, but that will be automatic. Is that a fair way of putting what your philosophy is behind this? I mean, it comes down to simply is valuing the relationship over the transaction. And mm. that's the difference between me and a bro, right? A bro is like, I'm good with you until your credit card clears and then we're done, right? Like, okay. Until I'm ready for you to buy again, then you're probably not someone I'm going to spend time with, right? So they see people as dollar signs and I see people with souls. So you want to make sure that you're nurturing that relationship. And as you're growing your business, I don't know, I don't hear anybody talking about this. You're going to get no's and your ability to turn the no's into the yeses is how you will get yeses from the start going forward, right? Like that's how you're going to get more yeses right off the bat. But if you can't turn those no's into yeses, then you're leaving a ton of money on the table. Right. And it's almost like and that's where people start feeling they're constantly reinventing the wheel. You can probably fill your current project like group program with your actual current connections. Right. And so many people are like, well, my friends aren't buying blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, like, do they know what you do? Are you able to communicate what you do in a way that demonstrates value? Mm -hmm. Right. So I remember a long ages ago when I was putting, I did a challenge or something like, you know, whatever it was. And I had put out an offer and I had like one or two people buy. And of course, The strategy was that if I did this challenge, I'd have 20 people buying and I would have made, you know, $200,000, no problem. (laughs) But somehow that didn't happen. And here's what it was. I had someone that I, I, I was like, why didn't she buy? She was opening the email. She was engaging. She was asking questions and cart closed and the payment didn't go through. So I reached out to her afterwards and was like, Hey, you know, like, I'm not trying to sell you. Right. But it would be hugely valuable to me if you told me why you didn't buy. And she said, you know, Kat, I really like you. I like what you're all about. And I just couldn't get over this sense of desperation. Mm. You had all the right words. It was all there and you, you were solving the problem I have, but energetically it just felt desperate. And that's what most people are acting from, right? Where you, where you're talking about, you know, being on their heels, it's this place of lack. And if you're always in a place of lack, then you're always chasing And I'm actually writing a book, co-authoring a book to that title of Experts Never Chase, right? This Mm, isn't about chasing. and nice. Right? Like that tie-in, right? I hope, get, before I publish (laughs) this, make sure you got that .com because someone's going to grab it up. Yeah, for sure. Um, Make a note. I don't want you losing that one. (laughs) Right? So like, what are you doing? Are you feeling like you're constantly out hunting? Like that's such a bro, like target and hunt and tripwire and, you know, all these, this horribly aggressive statements, or are you in a place where you're creating community where people can say, you know what, she gives me the space to be an adult and make a decision in my business. She's giving me, he or she, right, is giving me the information that I need to make a confident decision in my business. And when you make a confident decision in your business, as it relates to an investment or a strategy or a tactic, You're actually going to follow through on that because at the end of the day, you showed up. It's your decision. You decided, not me. I didn't force you into something. And that's where you get people wanting to, you know, getting that, that, that buyer's remorse is because they didn't actually make a decision. They were pushed into a decision. Mm. 
quick props to whoever that person is for being so brutally honest with you, because not only was she willing to be honest where a lot of people won't be, but she articulated it well, which a lot of people won't be able to do. So props to her for that. Props to you for um, articulating this for my audience and a quick um, reminder for people, please follow Kat's example here, knowing that some people won't be honest with you, but if you ask everybody, you will get enough honesty and enough feedback that you will be able to act on it and understand what to do. Yep. I mean, and that's like a little side tip right there of, um, I know just recently I was, you know, in a program because I, used to, I invest in my, my business too, guys. Um, and someone was like, all right, so what I want you to do is go out and, you know, do some, some interviews. And I was like, I'm not doing interviews with clients. Like I'm too big for that. <laughs> like That's something I did when I started my business. I don't. And then I was like, whoa, you know what? Every time you work with someone, your ideal client evolves because you get clarity every single time. I don't care if you're Oprah or if you're just starting out. Every time you work with someone, your ideal client gets clarified. So if you're not going back and asking them what their language is, right? Because words matter. Yes. If you're, you have to be using their words because, and I've seen this over and over again, someone who's saying, I want to work with this ideal client and I'm not, I keep getting these people who don't, who can't pay or they're tire kickers. And I look at their languaging and their marketing. And I said, guess what? Broke language attracts broke people. Mm. If you're talking about, I just want to get my first client or I need a cash infusion, you're going to attract people who need a cash infusion because they're not consistent in their business. Now, it's not to say that it's wrong. If that's your person, boom, you've got your title, you've got your marketing language, like perfect. It's not who I want to work with and it's not who most of my clients want to work with. Yeah. But you get stuck in that place that you're comfortable, that you know, and you don't use the language because you're not as confident in it necessarily. And it has everything to do with that is confidence. That's, that's great. You know, an insight I glean from that, not to be devious, but I am, I am more than happy being devious if it's still going to actually serve my client or customer. Just be you. Uh, yeah, cool, <laughs> yeah. But a cool thing about that is, is when you are returning to a customer you've already worked with, who you've already brought to a new plateau, mm. their new language is telling you how to get mm. the next level of client to invest more, whether it's that person specifically who it might be or other people who've achieved that level already. So by doing that, you are doing a selfless and simultaneously selfish thing to enhance your business and enhance the results that more people are going to get. So it's a huge win to kind of get off your high horse if anyone out there is still on it and really connect with those people because there is gold literally waiting for you in your business, in your current client list that you can be using to make so many more possibilities for yourself. And that's why people can't and don't turn their contacts into clients because they're not using the right languaging. It's not anything that, you know, is wrong with you or what you do. Your process gets results. If your process gets results and you're not getting clients, it's how you're showing up. Like in business, you have two problems. There's only ever two problems. You either have a marketing problem or a sales problem. If you don't have enough people getting on the sales call, you got a marketing problem. If you don't have enough people saying yes to your offer, you got a sales problem. It's that simple. So you've identified now which one it is you, that you have a problem with. Go find the person that can support you with solving that problem. Mm, yeah. And my brain even goes to in the context of that, you know, customer retention, which kind of falls into those things mm-hmm. and customer satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Those are your sales and marketing there too. Exactly. Your ability to deliver, which is another bro thing, which is I'll sell you, but I'm not going to deliver. Right. Mm. And so now here's the caveat. If you've brought enough programs and every single program hasn't delivered a result, you might want to look at yourself first. Mm. Right. Just like any good manager. This was back in my corporate days. I never blamed the people on my team. I always looked at myself first. What did I do and how did I not show up for them and for myself in order to ensure results? And if I can you know, concretely say, you know what? I did everything. I asked every single question. I reached out, I did all this stuff and I still didn't get results. Then I start looking at who am I engaging on my team? And are they the kind of people that reflect my values? So I know people talk about people buy from people and that's great conceptually, but what the hell does that mean? What it means is it's not just psychographics and demographics. When you're trying to find your clients, you've got to hit on the values Who are you as a person? What do you stand for? And what do you stand against? A bro, he's not going to come work with me. But you know what I will tell you? People who've used bro strategies, who talk about, who hear me talk about anti-bro stuff, gravitate me. They gravitate to me. And the reason is, is because they know that they don't like those strategies. 
But I will say the market is led by a lot of bro marketers and it's the only thing they've learned. And I just want to say there's a different way. And the different way is absolutely aligned to your strengths and how you show up in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also just to speak to this, I think there's also a fine line in that, um, you know, we're we're talking about this bro marketing thing where you're going to get a certain experience from them. Like you were saying with the whole scarcity thing, there's a, there is a real defined difference between saying this is only available this week and living up to it or not. I think sometimes there, there's a lot of brilliance in the bro marketing strategies that can be translated and converted yes. in a way of integrity exactly. where you're still going to get massive success, massive impact, but your customer is going to be happy with you also. Like, you know, you're going to get that sale, but because you've done the the personal internal work and taken the personal responsibility, like you were talking about, really looked at your values to make sure you can deliver. Then all of a sudden it's almost like it's okay because they bought getting the expectation of that result and they got the result. So mm-hmm. good on you. So I think um, the higher level challenge is, and I'm not saying you're doing this, but just for people that might hop to this is to not just say, let me push bro marketing away, but to look at it more closely yes. and say, what can I glean from it that I can still take that will have integrity that will have power that will have impact. Absolutely. So I can almost redefine what bro marketing is and what it really means to people and how it really impacts the world around me. And it's specifically why I talk about bro marketing gimmicks and not bro marketing tactics. Mm. Gimmicks is that smoke and mirrors BS, right? It's, it's a flash in the pan, right? It's kind of like the magic trick, right? But if you look behind it, you're like, eh, it's nothing here, right? Yeah. Bro marketers absolutely have phenomenal marketing strategies. It's their intent and manipulation, Right. That's the difference. So, you know, NLP, not a bad thing, but when you do it and force it on someone to make a decision in their business that isn't in alignment of what is actually in their best interest, that's wrong. So someone, let's say I've seen this, my, I'm actually, my husband went to one of these real estate, which is like ultimate icky, yicky, nasty kind of strategies, right? Walked into the room and the guy on the stage was like, Hey guys, before you do anything, we've got this amazing bonus for you guys in the back of the room. It's worth $10,000, you know, make sure you sign up for it because it's only good for the next two hours. So of course, you know, people are like, well, shit, this free, I want it. So they go to the back of the room. You know what the bonus was? Hmm. We're going to show you how to increase the line of credit on your credit card so that you can buy the offer that's going to be pitched. <laughs> Oh, good Lord. I love it. <laughs> they had all the major credit cards. They had the numbers and they had phones set up. Mm, wow. So we're going to help you buy from us basically. <laughs> right. So like that, and of course that's an extreme, but it happens. It yeah. happens when someone says, Hey guys, this isn't a checkout. This is an IQ form. It's a checkout form. Like what? Like, yeah. So basically, I mean, and, and men, sorry guys, tend to gravitate towards this because it's a, I'm going to pull your man card if you don't act, right? Mm. So it goes into that fight or flight kind of amygdala zone, right? Where you're not making a decision and you're like, oh man, someone's going to call in my manhood. Like I can't have that. So yeah, here's my credit card because boss, you know, slap my chest kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. And that it's that energy, right? Yeah. The, the, the saying that you know, you have something to be able to support someone in order to achieve a result. Not wrong. Saying that there's only 10 spots left. Not wrong. Saying that your business or your program is specifically designed to be small, right? In terms of have small groups or have a limited number of one-on-ones because you have limited capacity. Not wrong. But if you then go and then say, hey, I'm only going to coach 10 people. And then you have 100 people in your group. That's that misalignment. It mm-hmm. doesn't reconcile. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know, Hearing you talk about this, it brings me back like, I don't know, I think like maybe 16 or 17 years at this point, like I'm going way back where I remember I was like trying to start my business and um, money was not good. It was not, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Mm. And I found like one of those get rich quick type of things. And I like, I called the guy up and like, I left a message and then he called back. And I remember he called back um, during dinner. Um, I remember I was, I was like, I was with my brother, my brother picked up the phone and he's like, oh, okay, hold on. And like, I had to like, he had to call me from another room. I had to get up and walk over. It took me like 30 seconds. And when I pick up the phone, like no one was there. I'm like, okay. So then the phone rings five minutes later. I'm like, oh, Hey, did you try to look? like, yeah, I hung up. I couldn't wait for you. So already he's like, he's being a dick to me, but 
keep in mind his marketing and his his copy is on point and i'm desperate so i'm like okay well well don't hang up this time right like I, let's make this work like i was already he on this flipped the power desperate. switch say again he flipped the power switch oh yeah oh like and here's the thing he flipped it before he even made that that first phone call but yeah he he was he made you leave a message basically yeah. Yeah, he bullied me into spending 500 bucks on him and I was thanking him for it and I was begging him for it. And um, again, we're talking extremes. I mean, this is an extreme, but it yes. does happen to people. And I think it's kind of funny. Um, I, it's too bad I, I had to go through that, but I did go through that. And I am now, I mean, I don't think we're always, in, we're not impervious to higher, higher levels of manipulation, but this obvious stuff, I'm thankfully impervious to it. Yeah, now. So, now, yeah, that, like you weren't then. And oh, not then. Aren't. And it was rough and I didn't have the 500 to spare, but the 500 that I didn't have that I put myself out on, I made sure over the years to follow that that paid off mm-hmm. just in terms of like, I'd almost like when other people would try it out on me, I'd take that out on them. Like, okay, here's karma coming back at you. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. I, just, I wanted to bring up that story because what you're talking about, um, again, we're, we're putting bro, like we're putting a uh, context and, and words to what this means. And again, it's masculine energy, but it's not all men type of thing. Not men. But, there's, um, like I said, there's plenty of women who use this. I fell for one, a female bro marketer. And, you know, at the end of the day, yes, I learned something. I absolutely did. You know, again, if you're investing in all these programs and you never walk away with anything, you know, I'm going to say, look at yourself. And now with that specific example, it's gross, right? Like the, what he did and stuff like that, but there is a way that is good. So let's say you're on a sales call. I'm going to give the opposite. You're you're on a sales call and someone is, you're asking these questions and they're disqualifying themselves. I have taken the offer back and saying, you know what, this isn't right for you. So let's not keep going down this road because one, I don't want to waste your time. And two, you're not going to get the results. Mm. That's taking the power back because I don't want to just put offers out there and have people say no when I know that they're going to say no. So let's not go there. Right? It's kind of like, let's agree that let's just be friends (laughs) kind of situation. (laughs) So there's ways, I mean, and again, that's, that was, that's the difference between a gimmick and a tactic. Right. So you absolutely do want to own the power in the relationship. You're the expert and you're the authority and you don't want to be submissive and you don't want to be chasing because that's that like, Oh, please not desperate energy kind of situation. Yeah. And, and, you know, you're not, um, you're obviously in it for them. You even tell them like, and I, you know, correct me if, if you don't agree with this for me, if I'm in a situation, not only am I telling them that they're not right for them, I'm saying, listen, if you want this this much, let me tell you what you need to be or become or have before we do it that way when you're coming, I'm not holding this away from you forever. I'm saying, if you want this, have this first so that we yep. can actually guarantee you a result. Otherwise you're just going to be wasting your money. So I'm not closing the door to you. I'm closing the door on this current version that you're presenting. And I'm even giving you the keys to the castle. If you really want to make the changes or implement the changes that will give you access to this whenever you want it. Well, and, and that's the lifetime value of a customer, right. Of a client, if you will. So people look at, again, this short-term versus long-term of, let me just get what I can from them now, whether it's 500 bucks, 5,000 bucks, whatever that is five bucks, right. You see these, these little low dollar things, but that right there, who are they going to come back to when they figure that out? Who is the person they're going to keep following and kind of consuming information on and saying, you know what, I'm ready and she said, or he said that I needed to have these things in place in order to get the results. And now they're there. And mm-hmm. if you've consistently nurtured the relationship and you've continued to show up and not said, you know what, you didn't buy from me. So forget it. Get out of my face, get out of my life. But you said, okay, you need to have some things, stay around, stay in the community, keep consuming the information, but action it. And when you're ready, I'm here for you. Yes. They're going to come back and buy from you. And guess what? They'll probably buy from you again and again and again. Because you were willing to see them as a human being and value the relationship over the limited transaction. Mm-hmm. You know, I was um, on an interview for someone else's show yesterday, and I was talking about uh, social currency and how, mm. like, when we have really cool things we know about, whether it's, you know, health, relationships, money, we like to tell our friends about it, not just because we care about our friends, but because it honestly, if we're being really honest with ourselves, it makes us look good. It, it gives us a higher social standing. And me, like, I have this thing, uh, DDP yoga, like I hurt my back a few years ago and I found this thing, DDP yoga, and it's awesome. And whenever someone's complaining about back pain, my, you know, social Mm -hmm. selfish nature is like, well, did you hear about this cool DDP yoga thing? Like, I'm happy to recommend it because I know if the person uses it, they'll get a result and I will get some credit for that. I mean, DDP yoga is a real credit, but I will get it. And I'm bringing that up in the context of this situation where when you reject someone in this kind way and you give them an open door, 
even when they're not ready for you, when they have a friend that's ready for something, they will remember that you're the one that treated them like a human being and they will invest their social currency knowing they're going to get a return on that investment telling this person about you. Because like, no matter what, this person's going to, you know, they're going to do right by them. Like me, you know, like when I make connections with someone, I honestly want to help, but I'm not going to do it if it's going to make me look bad. If I think, and you know, we're always wrong sometimes, like sometimes we miscalculate, but I, if I think one end of that party is just going to obliterate like whatever's going on, yep. I, I'm not going to risk it. It's not that I want to hurt them. Like, I, I don't want to risk this. I'm very cagey about that kind of thing. And I think what you're talking about speaks to you're opening this door in so many ways. And this goes back to what we were talking about before in terms of long-term sustainability. Mm-hmm. You won't even see this in the first year, but year five, when like, oh my God, things are exploding. Like, how is this even happening? Yep. It's because of all this, you know, the, the tracks that have been laid, which by the way, in that time, it's not like you were, you know, suffering, you were doing all right. <laughs> right. Just, it's even better and better and better and better. Right. That's when you start having people call you and they say, I've been following you for a while and you're doing the, well, you haven't commented on any of my posts. You never replied to any of the emails that I sent out and you haven't commented, you haven't engaged in any kind of capacity. And all of a sudden you're ready to hand over $10,000. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and the sales cause so ease and flow, like it's just a validation of things. Like they, they come ready. Like, and, and that is when you, that experience is when you've done the short-term work where you focus on the long-term money strategy. And that happens when you build the relationship you're giving and you're supporting. And I'm not saying giving away free coaching sessions or, you know, free, you know, going out and like have the asphalt driver, you know, asphalt your driveway for free kind of situation. It's not about that. It's about building value and community. And they do that by getting to know you. So yeah, exactly. So you do the work in the short term with the long-term strategy in mind. And it, like you said, it builds the tracks and then all of a sudden it's smooth sailing. And that's that, you know, that, that, that lifetime lifestyle that people are trying to achieve when they haven't done the work mm-hmm. and the thing that lays the tracks, right. The thing that, that keeps it all together, the, those, those pins, if you will, is the conversation. I haven't met a single person who has ever written, put in their credit card number for $10,000 or more without having to talk to someone first. There was a need for engagement, whether you were at a conference and you saw the person on stage or you talked to one of their representatives or you talked to the person themselves, there was conversation. And it happens in two ways, like this, one-on-one talking to people and through your content. So people are putting out, you know, the, I want to be the change in the world or or be the change you want to see in the world. And I'm like, I want to vomit every time I see that same damn image pop open, open, open again, because it's not strategic. You're wasting my time and yours by putting out content that isn't helping people make a buying decision from you. And people think about a buying decision as they see something and they, you know, they, they say they want to buy. There's multiple yeses that you get before you get the, yes, I want to work with you. Right. And that process is kind of how we go from talking about, how do we go from talking about the weather to whether we should work together, right? Mm -hmm. That weather to weather experience has to do with the kind of content you're putting out there and how you're helping people consume the information. Think about it. You meet someone online. Maybe you heard about me for the first time here. What are you going to do? You're going to go look at my website. You're going to look at my Facebook feed. You're going to go look at my LinkedIn. And if I haven't posted anything in three years, you think you're going to pay attention to me? You're going to be like, great. She was a flash in the pan. She was just all smoke and mirrors. Right. But if you're seeing stuff and you're like, wow, she's sharing about how to generate leads, how look at this, how you can increase your sales rate. This is him, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, wow, 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 all of a sudden. And then you want to get into my community. And then there's multiple invitations that are just gentle. Hey, do you want to talk? Hey, I have this thing. And then when you finally get ready, then when I say, hey, another time, then you're saying yes. It's not about this forced, I got your contact information. And so that you get PTCD, right? Post, um, post-traumatic connection disorder, <laughs> right? Pitchy P. First second you meet, you, you accept the connection and people are doing it kind of like this, right? They're like, oh my God, I'm going to accept this, but what the hell's going to happen? And you get that pitch, right? That next message. Mm-hmm. It's not about that life, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's, it's so funny. I got, um, you know, messenger and Facebook thing um, a couple of days ago where, I started the thread and instantly I kind of knew it was going straight to a sale and I kind of let it, it's still not in me cat, even though it should be just like ignore them or tell them to shut up. Like I just like let it follow through until its conclusion. But it was interesting in that already I could just feel the energy of the Mm. post or of the message. And like, Mm -hmm. I see where this is going and there are times I'll just 
So, I, I don't know. You were, um, by the way, you draw a lot of stories out of me, which is awesome. I, like, I don't know if it's awesome for the audience. It's awesome <laughs> for my own personal experience. Um, I will say like, it's like, um, I went through something last year where a bunch of people were pitching me on stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm whole on this law of attraction thing, which for me is legit. I mean, this isn't just like a thing. Mm-hmm. It's legit, which is like, I'm always trying to um, reinforce positive thought. And I was having these, you know, success coaches coming at me. And you can tell in their messaging to me, they were kept looking for the complaint, looking for the thing mm-hmm. wrong in my life where they'd be like, I, I can help, help you with that. <laughs> so instead, I'm like, oh, this is a wonderful opportunity. Everything they asked me, I'm like, dude, this is, you won't believe it, man. Like that part of my life's better than ever. Here's what's happening. Da, da, da. Like, that's great. Uh, what about this part? Like, oh, dude, that's even better. This has happened. Da, 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 da. I'm like basically using it as an opportunity to reinforce my positive mindset, which by the way, was not mm. a lie. It was legit. But I was like, okay, if this is going to happen, this person really wants to pitch me so hard and do this. Let me, what can I glean from it? And maybe even give them a new experience. And that's the thread that it went and through. And see, here's the difference. That's bro, right? Force, right? Mm-hmm. A other way of doing it is let's just talk, right? Mm. Let's see if of all the doors, like say you're standing in a room and there's like doors all around you, right? One of those doors is I can help you with that, but there's all these other doors that can lead to positive experience uh, outcomes, right? The, oh, you know what? I have someone who actually could help you with that. Like that person needs something, or, you know what? I have a friend who really could use help in that capacity. Let me make an introduction or, Mm. Hey, you know what? I just did a speaking event. Like they probably could use someone who talks about that because you know that when you speak, you can't go to that same place month over month over month, but that place is always looking for great speakers. Look at how you can give first. Yes. That's how you build the relationship. And again, it's not about giving free coaching sessions. It's where do you find the yes? How can you support the other person? And I tend to look at how can I support them at least twice before I ever ask anything of them. And I'm not saying you're asking whether or not they want to buy from you, but maybe there's someone who's really well connected. How often do people who are up the ladder from you get asked to do shit for someone else? And how often does someone approach them and say, what can I do for you? Hmm. Even if the answer is nothing, this just sheer action of asking someone else how you can be in service of them is so like magical in this day and age. So why not be human and stop being this aggressive marketing salesperson and really look at where the, oh, I'm going to say this consulting word, where the synergy is, <laughs> right? <laughs> we love our buzzwords, don't we? No, but, you know, they're, they're like the perfect word. So we're, we're almost out of time here. And I personally feel we've done a wonderful job. You've done a wonderful job of laying out this philosophy, like this, this train of thought, this mindset, that's really mm-hmm. going to create power just to throw a little extra, you know, juice in there. What is a high level tactic that you might share with people that as long as they use it with integrity will produce something really powerful for them? This, what we're doing right now, how we met, I'll just use our, our, our story. Oh, yeah, we have a story. <laughs> story time. Right. So um, I had, um, I was talking to a coach of mine and I was talking to her about, you know, different places that I was stuck. We all get stuck. Um, I'm not above it. And she was saying, well, you know, maybe you need to look a little bit at, you know, in, in order for me. So I'm a doer, right. As you can tell. <laughs> And I'm just like, I need to do and do. And I know that my thing, and please, God, don't start pitching me. If you guys are listening to this, I'm good now. Um, how do you receive? I can do things and I'm always going, but it, it can drain your energy when you're always in that action mode. And I wanted to create more ease and flow in my business. So how can I do what I'm doing and reduce the hours still and increase the income, right? Because a lot of people have this, you know, direct correlation, more work, more money, more work, more money. How do we do an inverse correlation in my favor? Less work, more money, less work, more money. So that ease and flow is what I was trying to tap into. And she said, well, I met this guy and he wrote this book and it's the last law of attraction you'll ever need to read. I actually have to read your thing. And I look, I still have it on my desk. Yeah, nice. This was not planned. Not Um, planned. (laughs) (laughs) And she said, well, he does this exercise and I think you should try it out, you know, and you can try it out before you ever buy the book. And so I tried it out and it worked. And it's the exercise that, you know, you shared on my podcast and then you share in your book and I won't give more details than that because y'all need to go get it. Damn and right. <laughs> then I stopped doing it, of course, because I self-sabotaged. And then I was like, oh man, things are getting hard again. And then I was like, all right, so let me go try it again. And then I started again and then money started coming in again, ease and flow. And then I stopped. I went to a networking event and then your ash popped up and I was like, what the fuck? 
dude is here. And I was like, and literally you like opened your mic and I was like, oh, let's buy your book. Like screamed it in your face. Um, and then what happened? I friend requested you and I said, Hey, it was so great to see you at the event. You know, um, would love to have you on my podcast. I didn't say, Hey, I know you have a successful podcast. Can I be a guest on your show? I said, I'd love to have you on it. Boom. Nothing, no expectation of anything in return. And we chatted back and forth for a little bit. And you said, you know, you're kind of cool. I think I want to have you on my show. And we booked my show and then we booked your show. And this is how you do it. This Mm -hmm. is a strategy. You look at what is the commonality? I had your book easy in, right? Super flattering for you, of course. But even if I didn't, I could have said, I used the strategy in your book, right? From, from someone who taught it and it, and it was awesome. And I built the relationship. I didn't go say, Hey, I need this. Or can you connect me to this person or blah, blah, blah. Or do you want to buy from me? Like, I know you're all about attraction, but maybe you want to make even more money and have more leads. Right. It was just, Hey, how can I do something for you? Mm. And it developed intrinsically as a human being from getting to knowing me, you wanted to reciprocate. Quick little extra info. Thank you for sharing that quick extra info for the audience. And for you, what I, I noticed you right away in that room because you took it upon yourself almost to be like the den mother because people are very disorganized (laughs) and everyone was like, you know, getting out their stuff. And you were the one that was like almost halfway apologetically, like, sorry, I got to be rude about this, but let's get this done. You were the one kind of running the ship, making sure not from a standpoint of I'm better than you, but from the standpoint of let's, this is what we're here for. Let's make sure everyone's taken care of. And here's how we do it. Yeah. And I was very, um, you probably even, I don't know if you remember, I'm like, I'm like, Kat, you go next. Like, let's, let's get, let's well, get you taken care of. Cause I, I was reading from you, like, um, while well, Kat's going to run this whole ship and she's going to go last. And I actually said, you know what I said? I said, Hey guys, I'm sorry about this, but I want to turn to. So here's what we're going to do. We have 20 minutes and there's like, you know, 15 of us. So we're going to get a minute and a half to do our intros because this was a, you know, a mixer and a networking event. And we had the first two people like took five minutes and I was like, shit. And I thought about myself and then I was like, well, hold on. There's all these other people. I'm sure they want to do their intros. Some of them are going to be intimidated. And the people who are like highly extrovert are going to go right first because that's, you know, that's what we do. We're like, yeah, I want, I want attention. Um, so let's give everybody a chance. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. You know, you notice that. And I was almost apologetic because I was like, God, I'm going to come off as this hard ass and I've got the right background and like <laughs> my own triggers of being too much. I love that. You know, the color and what that's communicating on a subconscious level, like this in combination with all like, with and the like, hair, you yeah. know, like, and like clearly the super like confident, aggressive, sometimes, you know, like yeah. personality. Like you, were, just... you were coming as the lead boss, but it was really just the boss part right? that, like, that people can pick <laughs> up on. Right. Well, and, and that's what it is, is this actually leans into something else too, which is, um, I mean, that was a too much trigger for me. Like, I was like, oh God, like I, I, underneath, like my hands are sweating and I was like, God, they're all going to hate me. Like, they're going to think I'm this like really pushy bitch. And, you know, I'm just trying to like manage things. And, you know, I, it was just, let's give everybody a chance. Cause then everybody wins kind of situation. And the thing that you just reminded me of was because you actually had a positive takeaway from that was you got to lean into that too muchness. The too muchness, that's the thing that's going to get you clients. That's the thing that's going to get you noticed. That's the thing that's going to set you apart. You want to talk about personal brand? Be too much. Yeah. Leave the not enough alone and stand in the too much. I love it. And by the way, this is this is a high standard and um, you know a, a wor- worthy high standard. Um, no one should be seeking perfection. No one should judge themselves. Like, as long as you're coming with full integrity and always trying to be better, that's enough because you're not going to be perfect. You're going to screw this up. You're going to piss three people off in the room, whether you want to or not. And you're going to do it, whether you're docile or aggressive, either one is going to piss three people off on that room. So you you might as well do the one that's in most service to yourself and the people around you because it's, there's not perfection, but as you are very uh, clearly demonstrating cat, there is a way to do it with a lot of integrity and with a lot of impact and power. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's me being transparent and sharing the reality of it, which, you know, fuck the fake, the, the, the Facebook facade, right? I mean, we all carry that, that perfection, you know, projection kind of thing. And I think that when people actually share real stories like this, people can then say, ah, that's that value. That's my personality. Right. And they go, well, you know what, that's, I, I deal with that too. Let me see, you know, what else she does. What, what's this all about? I love it. I love it. So, ugh. I'm going to ask this extra question just because I want to get it out of you. I don't want to take up too much time, but um, 
what what's the harshest lesson that you've learned on this path? And we're talking, you know, self-discovery and business. Like, what's the thing that really knocked you back? We're like, this is a lesson and I'm, I'm learning from this big time. You know, I fell for the get rich quick stuff a lot. Like, not like I was ever going to lose the house a lot or anything like that. I had a, uh, I was in corporate, you know, MBA, all this stuff. I'm, I'm me and my people, my community, it's like, I would get a job at Target before anything ever happened, right? To for my family, like I'm going to provide. But I kept falling for these. You, it, it's just this simple, and then you do this, and then you're going to make the money, kind of thing. And it was these big money goals of like just do. I remember just do a summit, and then ten people will buy, and then you can do this thing, and then you'll have a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar business. When the year before I'd done five thousand mm-hmm. dollars, right size the strategy. Use the right strategy for where you are in business with the right business assets. So, for example, membership sites. Very easy to consume, gets pitched often. I'm going to just do this membership site. All you have to do is have 100 people say yes, and you have your $50 product, and you've got your consistent $5,000 months. It's a revenue stream, you know, passive, blah, blah, I'll sit back, and we're good. That's not how it works. You have to have a big list size. You have to constantly be launching. Look behind the curtain and see if it's the right kind of strategy for the life you want to live. Because at the end of the day, you build a business that supports your lifestyle, not the other way around. Mm. Now I'm glad I asked that question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Real quick, just make, you know, let's not leave this part out. If people want to get in touch with you and they want to connect, learn more, maybe even hire you, what's the best way for them to, to reach out and learn about you? Um, so I have a freebie. If you guys want to actually start filling your programs now, I have this, what I consider pretty high value because there's a lot of BS freebies out there. And it's three parts that I've combined together. One, it's actually how to get people on social media to pop their hands up and say they want to work with you. So I've got some social media posts that you can leverage, swipe and deploy to be able to do just that. So you can see that you've already got some leads right around you. The second piece is I'm actually giving you my closed framework. It's how I close over 80% of my, my sales calls and how my clients do the same for themselves. It's the exact strategy. It's pulled from my system. You would, if you ever bought it, you would see where it is right there. And the third piece is, is how, how you can break out your hour of lead gen every single day. And I walk you through how to break that out and what to focus on in each of those sections. So I call that a jumpstart. So it's my lead boss jumpstart. So it gets you going because I want you to make money before you ever consider working with me. So you can get that at actionincubator.com forward slash jumpstart. I love it. I'm going to put that link in the show notes for the audio version and in the YouTube description when the video version is uploaded. So people just have to click, you know, click on the mouse or tap of the finger, depending on what device they're on, they're good. And I was wondering, like, do I bring this up? But I think this is the perfect time just as one little extra demonstration of the fact that you really do understand psychology. And then I imagine this understanding of psychology is going to be in these freebies. So people should definitely get them. Let's talk about what happened at the beginning of this interview or before it. So you were, you were seven minutes late. It's a very interesting number, right? Very specific. Um, very specific. And, and, you know, I, let's just, you know, just so we're clear, you weren't disrespectful. You, you had a ve- very good reason. Family is always a wonderful reason. And for me, I mean, I'm, it's like, wow, it's fine. You know what I mean? But you didn't, you, you know, we're still getting to know each other. You're still doing things in a certain way. You sent out an, you sent me an email that you were going to be seven minutes late. Why, Kat, did you say that specifically? <laughs> what is the psychology and understanding behind it to give people one extra go away lesson and a demonstration that they better get your freebies? <laughs> so basically what I was thinking, so I was coming back from a eye doctor appointment for my daughter and they ended up doing like drops and they had to dilate her eyes and I hadn't, you know, it was at eight o'clock and our meeting was at 10. So I was like two hours, like should be plenty of time to do a doctor's appointment. So, you know, there's like 30 minutes you have to wait for the eyes to dilate. So this is a, this is a long story, medium length. So basically it was, I think it was like five minutes before 10 or something like that. I was like, there's no way. Like, I know that I'm like seven minutes from the house, um, you know, pretty much green lights ago. So that puts me a little bit late, like two minutes late on a podcast, you know, the, the host might wait there and be fine. And then you get the, Hey, are you still showing up? Right. Um, so I emailed you. I was like, Hey, I'm going to be seven minutes late. Really sorry. Like, you know, and I was at a red light guys, don't worry. So I said seven minutes because I knew that I wasn't going to make it in five minutes because to be honest, I had to put some mascara on. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, come on. So right? Like, you, you know, to make sure the eyebrows are on and everything. Um, <clears throat> so this is me, self-deprecation. Get the background extra red, you know. <clears throat> right? You know, like you got to make it pop. So um, so I said seven minutes. And the reason I said seven minutes is that 10 minutes would have been disrespectful. 10 minutes is mm, you, you, you should have known that you were going to be this late and it's kind of not cool. Now, five minutes, I knew I wasn't going to meet. So if I was late, by a couple minutes. Now that's also disrespectful. Now here's this weird thing is, is that between seven and 10, you're still willing to forgive. So I said, just in case I knew I was going to be 10 minutes late that I said seven minutes so that in case I was a minute or two above the seven minutes, you would still be okay with it. Hmm. So I was actually, it was on the nose. I was on here 10 Oh seven on the nose and was able to do that. So and then, yeah, then you shared your uh, garbage truck story. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I was on time, but I almost had an issue where like I, it wasn't to the point where I had to send an email, although um, I would have done the, I, I would not have been as strategic or intelligent as you about it. So I'm glad that I got this story because this <laughs> might serve me in the future, even though um, I oftentimes try to over prepare for that kind of thing. But really, again, like I. I wanted, I want the audience to hear that because, you know, there's complete integrity in this. You're not manipulating me. You're just, you're managing my expectations, given that we made a commitment and you're being intelligent about it. Again, this, there's nothing wrong with this at all. I think it's, it's important for people to understand human psychology, to understand that there's a way of, of doing things that it just, you don't know this person yet. It creates ease. Kat doesn't know me yet that like it wouldn't have been a horrible thing. Right. You can't take that risk. She's about to go on a a podcast that she doesn't know how many people are going to see this, whether it's a little or a lot. She can't take that risk. She's got to be intelligent about it. So I want to highlight Well, And it sets, you know, there's something that you said in terms of managing expectations. So this was something that was like drilled into me in, in corporate when I was a a consultant, right? Um, You do this too with your clients. You do this too with other people. It's respect. You communicate, right? And that's one of the biggest issues that people have, especially if you're dealing with maybe a client who doesn't have the right expectations or something that happens with them or you as a, as a, as a client communicating to someone else. And let's say you're not getting what you need. Own the communication. Ask for what you want. Unabashedly and with confidence. Kat Stancic, this was awesome. Thank you so much for... Um, one, just, you know, sharing so much of your insight, so much, I mean, these are hard fought lessons. You, you've got your <laughs> battle scars to kind of prove this. So I personally appreciate you coming on and, you know, helping me facilitate this conversation and sharing this with my audience. And um, I really, you know, I really hope people will check out the freebies and learn more about you because again, just from what I know you are, you're not the lead boss, you're the legit boss. And oh. <laughs> um, I really do appreciate all this stuff. And uh, guys, listen back to this interview. There's There's been a lot of gold that we've kind of put out here. Kat, thank you so much. I really thank appreciate you. this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again, Kat. That was unbelievably awesome. Now, so much insight in there. I really appreciate it. Guys, if you appreciate that as well, pull out your phone right now. If you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button. While you're at it, leave a quick, honest, written review. Let me know what you think of it. And again, check out the link that Kat had suggested. I'm putting that in the YouTube description of the video for the uh, video portion. And of course, on the main page at ShatteredAmoldPodcast.com, where this episode resides. And of course, if you haven't done so already, remember to check out my book at LastLawOfAttractionBook.com. Or you can just check out my YouTube channel, which is also continuing to grow. It's YouTube.com slash AndrewCat. With that said, I'm out of here, but there are more guests on the way soon, so stay tuned, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Shatter the Mold at www.shatterthemoldpodcast.com. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold.